Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is your Talk Architecture host, Naziati Muhammad Yaakob, with the second part, a continuing discussion on the Anti-Discrimination Act relating to disability, or as someone advised me to go for the Disability Discrimination Act because we do not want misunderstanding with regard to whether anti-discrimination relates to racial or religion in the context of Malaysia. So we are going to go straight to the point and talk about a Disability Discrimination Act with reference to the DDA 1996 of the United Kingdom. The reason why I am referring to that particular act is because I did, I did a PhD thesis based on England and Wales, and I had to learn about that act. And while I was there in the year 2002, the act was being deployed. And it was interesting that under that act, there are these um, code of practices that was done um, with regard to that act, together with that act, where it is particular to certain sectors. One is on education, one is on goods and services, and one is on transportation. I think I haven't left anything out yet, but there are other issues, of course, other statements, other clauses in the acts. And one of the things is that what was important, that the establishment of the disability commissioner under the Disability Commission of that Act. Together with that Act, the Disability Commissioner could be approached if you are discriminated upon, you're a disabled person and you were discriminated upon um, due to education, goods and services, and um, transportation. So for these first two, the cut-off date where uh, providers with regard to education and uh, goods and services, they need to get it sorted by the year 2005, whereby for transport providers, they need to get themselves sorted with reasonable accommodation as one of those terms um, by the year 2017. So it was complicated for, for example, for the Code of Practice on Transportation for London Transport to get themselves sorted. So some of these underground stations, which were coal mining tracks, several hundred feet um, below ground, they were quite impossible to get uh, lifts down there. So what they did, London Transport did, was make sure the journey is seamless for the person with disabilities using a wheelchair, um, where some of the journeys could be done by buses. So they have accepted that um, travel to the middle of uh, London town or London city centre takes about um, an hour or so uh, from the suburbs which is a common thing, and, and there is not much discrepancy between the travel of an able-bodied person and a person using wheelchair. 
Of course, uh, there are other compensation, such as um, some sort of standardized um, standardized cost to use taxis. And the taxi cabs were made accessible. Not necessarily all, but all the buses were made accessible eventually. As you can see, the phasing out of the old buses um, that you hop in and hop out. So you, you have buses which have... Uh, flip down ramps for people to board and disembark. So in this regard, you can see that the United Kingdom wanted to resolve a lot of things with the uh, Disability Discrimination Act. And later in 2010, they reverted to the Equality Act. So that is pertinent to that country. But what about our country, Malaysia? What do we do? We see that a commissioner would be the person or the office, a strong office that would take care of multi-sectoral coordinations between the different ministries because it's not happening with the PWD council now. That um, there is, we haven't started on um, revising the different other, other acts Nothing to do with the Administrative Act, but to revise other acts. Is it because the power of the minister is not strong enough? So when we think about this, can we actually um, also research on this more? Is I'm like suggesting that the power of the minister of KPWKM is not strong enough, or I'm saying that the council is not strong enough to influence the minister to take charge in getting other ministries to sort the problem. So who is going to do the job? There is no dedicated um, uh, sort of office to do that. I mean, they have their, their hands full with welfare issues. But for rights for persons with disabilities, it's something that is difficult for them to partake. Now, we know for a fact that when, in 2018, our group, Harapan OKU, were approached by the Ministry of Women and Family uh, and Community Development uh, to provide evidence or data regarding PWD Act or case studies so that they would be informed now, wouldn't that be the uh, ministry that is having enough uh, resources uh, to do that? Having the legal department, the policy makers, and so on to do that. Now, this indicates that, indicated that the ministry do not have the resources, or the ministry do not know where to start, or the ministry is not engaging enough with a person with disabilities. I did note that in 2018, the minister then, or the deputy minister, um, sat with many different organizations to find out the problems. But unfortunately, that time, uh, the min, uh, the, it was shortcut, that particular political party, uh, by 2020. So, too bad. And uh, now, we, do we start all over again? So, 
we do find it strange that the minister appointed in the 10 member members in the PWD council, uh, eight people who are non-disabled persons. It is against, uh, against the spirit of the act and is against the spirit of nothing about us without us with regard to the disability movement. So it is uh, disconcerting that um, not enough representation is in the council. Um, on top of that, as I said it, the, um, there, there seems to be a certain amount of gatekeeping in terms of controlling what is to be discussed. And ever since, I'm not saying only this political party, I'm saying from the very beginning in 2008 until now, all the ministers in the uh, Women, Family and Community Devo Development Ministry do not want to uh, review the Uniform Building Bylaw 34A under the Streets and Drainage Act to make it much more powerful by having a penalty clause. Do not engage with other acts, such as the Employment and Education Act. Um, of course, you can. You are dealing with special education, but education. There, there are disabled person uh, under the Education Act per se, and not under special education. So, um, under Higher Education Act, under other different acts that are in the country, uh, Transportation Act, Street and Drainage and Building Act, Town and Country Planning Act. There are a lot of acts that needs to be addressed so that the rights of person, uh, persons with disabilities and older persons would be protected, you know, for example. So in the, our country, we have a lot of acts. We, we just need to be revised accordingly. And most glaringly, the disabled person is not in the federal constitution. So that is very, very glaring. And who's going to do that? Who's going to take the effort to um, deal with all this? So it is very, very clear that you need an independent commissioner with a good size office to deal with it because there is the aging population coming up. The aging population uh, out of uh, the number of 17% of the population is going to be 65 years and above, where 70% are going to are disabled persons. And, you know, this aging population, one need to have so many things in place because we are need to we all need to be prepared when we are of a certain age, when we don't have any choice, but we will be disabled. So physically or, you know, sensorially, can go blind, deaf, or, you know, um, a lot of ailments going to come up when you are of certain age. So the, all these things added up together makes sense for us to have a Disability Discrimination Act. Now, what is a Disability Discrimination Act in the context of Malaysia? Let us look at the UK, the one that I know what, what to talk about. When it happened, when... It was established, DDA, in 1996 in the UK. All sorts of manner of service providers, transport providers, uh, you know, like um, uh, private um, 
restaurants and, and, and shops and malls and everything, development, everybody got their act together because they, they were certainly afraid to be penalized by the disability commissioner. Pe persons with disabilities, if they cannot access, like their right to access, for example, uh, in, in a university, they cannot access a classroom, for example. They could complain and this establishment will be penalized. So they were were aware and they do not want to be penalized, these establishments. So a DDA, the power of the DDA to penalize people for not having access for persons with disabilities and need to have reasonable adjustment because you need to inform the public okay, uh, person with disabilities cannot do this, so alternatively they have to go do that or, you know, they have to accommodate them. I was in a uh, university in 2002, uh, sorry, two, uh, yeah, 2002, and, um, um, and the act started for education and they had a disability liaison officer and I was supposed to register like everybody else in a very inaccessible place. But I was helped by the supervisor and the disability liaison officer to sort out my registration easily. And not only that, it's not to do just with the registration in the beginning, to do with the classrooms, to do with accessibility to the classrooms, to get access uh, using um, Blue Badge, to access to healthcare. When I was be, uh, doing my PhD there, and when graduation time, towards the end, career guidance and so on. So anyone could apply for any course. And the university needs to be ready to assist that disabled person to do the course accordingly. So unless it's terribly impossible, you know, then, you know, you would do it by suggestion. You won't like totally deny a disabled person to do a course. So there should be reasonable adjustments. So in Malaysia, reasonable adjustment is uh, up to whether the uh, employer wants to do reasonable adjustment for the employee in all situations. Yeah. So um, we have in the country uh, laws, but they haven't included disabled person in these laws. And still, there are a lot of laws that needed to be uh, rectified, but disabled persons are not mentioned in many of the laws. And why is that? And who needs to do that? That's why we go to, we go and do a law that will do that. A Disability Discrimination Act with the Disability Commission. And that's what it is. A coordinator, a person who goes into different ministries, talk to the different uh, ministry officials, go down to the ground, talk to disabled person on the ground, do the job so to remind all the ministries, the government servants, their due diligence, their functions and their job with regard to um, anti-discrimination, to do practices that are not discriminatory for disabled persons. So this is an explanation on, a further explanation on part, uh, continue from part one which I hope that you get a bit of more understanding about what's happening right now in Malaysia and what is very urgently need to be done because they are revising the PWD Act 200, 
2008 right now and is going to be tabled next year in 2024. What is that act going to do for us? Is it another tweaking of the Administrative Act? What are they going to tweak? When they talk about punitive measures, what does it mean? We all understand that there are many, many other acts and they did not do that. They did not deal with that. What is to say that they will deal with it another for another 10 years? Are we going to wait for another 10 years before you want to call out for a Disability Discrimination Act? So, okay, are you willing to work wait another 10 years? Some people in this country who is, as we are talking right now, being abused, being raped, being maimed, there are people in this country who are not able to talk like you and me. They are hidden. They are away from sight. They are being discriminated upon right now. Another 10 years you have a multifold, more people. What are we going to do now? So uh, talking about the worst case scenario of people who are not visible, people who are visible also are subjected to bullying and harassment, uh, disability, disabled persons being discriminated openly. So, you know, when are we going to start to rectify it properly? Properly in the right way with the legislation, the strong legislation, not one with a toothless leg legislation like the one we have. Will the next one be as toothless as the previous one? How uh, biting is it going to be? You know, how strong will this legislation going to be, the one that is going to be proposed in Parliament next year? I mean, the fact that if you want Suhakam to deal with it, one fella in the Suhakam group to deal with issues of uh, that a disability commissioner is going to do, they, they won't. They won't be able to do all that. They don't have the power. When I was in the council from 2008 to 2012, I tried to discuss issues pertaining to uh, higher education, to have the uh, uniform, uh, sorry, universal design elective, not an elective, but a compulsory course for the first degree rather than the master's level so that everyone need to go through a universal design course for an architect. You can do it for the rest of the built environment professionals. I tried to talk to the institution that is um, that could change things, that could make this happen, but they refuse. They said, make it an option. They don't see disabled person or the disabled person's issues or the elderly person issues as an important issue. They look at architecture differently. So what I'm trying to say is that I didn't have any power. No power is at the back of me. Nobody is... You know, I'm just talking to them. I don't know what to do with what I, when I talk to them, I don't know what, how is it going to be done? So these are the things, you know, what I'm saying about this is that the minister will, will accommodate the situation where certain things are to be needed to be amended or needed to be revised in this country. But there was no discussion of that. It's all about pet projects, pilot projects, uh, uh, finishing a publication. is about the, the best was the, the registration of vehicles that never got resolved during the tenure of that particular minister. It went on and on. 
And I don't think so that it's ever been resolved. So the point I'm trying to make is that it is not focused. It is not helping Persons with Disabilities Act to 2008. How would you think to 2024 one will be better? Get one that is proper. Disability Discrimination Act. Get it down. Ask for it. Shout for it. Get attention to it. Tell the government that we do not want an act that is still discriminating person with disability. We want an anti-discrimination act. We want a disability discrimination act. And we want the tribunal redress mechanism, the disability commissioner. We want everybody to be protected under the act, wherever they live, in houses, in housing environment, everywhere, in universities, campus. We want reasonable adjustment. We want everything sorted so that disabled persons can make complaints and or people can make complaints when they see abuse and harassment and bullying of disabled person and these people will be anonymous, protected under the Act. Ask for it. Ask for it from the government because if not another 10 years, we don't know when. So, okay. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.